Greetings, friends, and welcome to Trajectory Podcast. Glad to be with you today. I am uh, enjoying the oncoming uh, signs of spring, uh, but I'm not enjoying the pollen. The pollen kind of is not so great. Today we're going to learn about yet another aspect of what the kingdom of heaven is like. And it's a reminder of God's transforming power and a warning for people who order their lives after wicked things. But first is our moment of positivity. Yesterday, I had high school youth group, uh, hopefully some of you listening attend that youth group. Hey guys! Uh, We discussed rejoicing. The word rejoicing brings to mind visions of people jumping up and down after their team wins or a couple learning that they're pregnant or a student finding out that they got accepted into their school of choice. But rejoicing for Christians takes on a much deeper meaning. Philippians 4 verse 4 says that we are supposed to rejoice in the Lord at all times. This, of course, means during times of difficulty and hardship. So, why should we rejoice in difficult times? I can think of two main reasons. First off, rejoicing in the Lord during hard times reminds us that God is still in control and is still good, even though the problem seems too hard for us. Secondly, rejoicing reminds us that God takes all things and uses them for good in our lives when we turn them over to Him. So, rejoice, my friends. God is good, and He's working through the struggle to make us more like Him. All right, now for our lesson. Today we'll be reading from Matthew chapter 13, where Jesus continues on with His many parables about the kingdom of heaven. Jesus has so far been relating everyday activities to an aspect of our faith. First, we learn through a farmer and the different dirt that he uh, spread his seed upon um, that our hearts can be more or less receptive to God's word. Based on how shallow or preoccupied we are, God's word can fail to grow into healthy plants in our hearts or succeed in growing and producing a harvest. Then we learn that sometimes it's hard to tell between true followers of Jesus and fakers, Uh, but God, in the end, will make it clear who is who. Then we discover that faith starts small and grows both in the world and in our hearts as we evangelize and we knead the yeast of faith into every part of our lives. Today we're going to visit with a fisherman and see what his catch will teach us. So go ahead and head over with me, if you like, to Matthew chapter 13, verses 47 through 50. The scripture says this, Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into a blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay, I guess I'll start off with this. Uh, I love fishing. Usually during the fall and winter, I hunt whitetails, and during the summer, I fish. And I've got this one fishing spot where I, uh, I I usually have pretty good success. The only problem is uh, is that the fish that I usually catch there are one of three different kinds. There are channel cats, carp, and bullheads. Now, usually I'm there for channel cats. Man, a nice-sized channel cat, that that really can taste pretty good, deep-fried and dipped in tartar sauce. 
But usually what I catch are bullheads. Um, one word to summarize a bullhead would be uh, yuck. <laughs> they, are, they just are nasty fish. I mean, they're just the ugliest, whiskeriest, slimiest little fish in the world. And they're just almost too small to eat, and, and you wouldn't want to eat them anyways. So when I catch those fish, man, I just chuck them because they're bad fish. Jesus knows that there are bad fish and good fish. And Jesus also knows that there are bad people and good people. He says that one day God is going to collect all the people in the whole world and sort them out. The good ones go to heaven and the bad ones go to hell. All right, a couple takeaways from this for you guys. First off, uh, you should be a little confused. The Apostle Paul said that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Isaiah says that we all, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. So we have a problem because according to those two verses, God pulls up the net with the whole world in it, uh, and he only finds bad fish. 100% nasty, no good fishes. All right? According to those verses, that should be the result when God pulls up his nets. Now, that's a problem for me, and it's a problem for you, because I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to hell. So what's the answer? We find the answer in the same place we find the problem. Yes, Paul says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But immediately after he says that, he says that we can be justified freely by God's grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Isaiah says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. But immediately after that, he also says that God laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. So, right here, in a story about a fisherman, we are forced to see the beautiful picture of God's love and forgiveness. God knew that the world was full of bad fish, so he sent his son to become a bad fish for us so that we could become good fishes. Every single good fish that God finds in his nets are bad fish transformed. So, it's important to note that Jesus is not just telling his followers that they need to do good. Okay, that's true. We, we do need to do good, but we also need to be good. And that, for us, is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. God, through the miracle of salvation, turns bad you and bad me into good you and good me. Did you know that today, if you are a child of God, you are genuinely honest-to-goodness good? Here's, here's a trick for you. A lot of Christians spend quite a bit of time trying to become good, but find out in disappointment that they never can quite make it, or they mistakenly think that they have made it and they become very proud. This whole struggle is a waste of time, though, because children of God have been made good, established in righteousness, transformed into saints. We are this thing at the moment of salvation. The struggle, then, is not becoming good, but acting the way God made us. Many people in this world have identity crises. A really serious identity crisis can totally change the way a person acts and looks. When you and I got saved, there was an identity crisis of cosmic proportions. We went from being Satan's kids to God's kids. It's time for you to realize that and to make some changes. 
Uh, one last thought before we go. The warning at the end of Jesus' parable should not be skipped over. There is a very real punishment for people who refuse God's love. Listen, I'd encourage you, if you've never repented of your sins and followed Jesus, turn to God now. Hell is awful. I wouldn't want my worst enemy to go there. Please today talk to God, confessing your sins and putting your faith in Jesus. Hey, thanks for joining me for another episode of Trajectory Podcast. I really appreciate you listening. Until next time, may God richly bless you.